podcast is supported by listeners on Patreon. Thanks to Mario for subscribing. Hello and welcome to the Probably Bad Podcast, a podcast that is definitely bad. I'm Mod Pencil. Sorry, that threw me. You've never said Mod Pencil before. You're right, I haven't. I'm Pencil. I'm Paper. Today's Probably Bad RPG idea is... Feed a person vampire blood, you get a ghoul. Feed an animal vampire blood, you get a hellhound. Water a plant in vampire blood, you get a mandrake. Fill up your car with vampire blood. Probably good things, let's try it. So, like, so firstly, because there was several years ago a lot of confusion, and I, this is the way to deal with it in a podcast after everyone's forgot about it, this was the first edition of Vampire Requiem. If you're in D&D, do not water anything with vampire blood unless you're not a coward. And secondly, yeah, I like... I like the sort of idea of machines being living beings for the purposes of magic, because they are autonomous to some extent. Yeah, I think my immediate thought is, I assume you're aware of Stabby the Roomba. I am aware of Stabby the Roomba. What if Stabby the Roomba ended up vacuuming up some vampire blood, and then you've got a sentient Roomba with a knife to deal with? I love that. I love sentient Roomba as a knife as an enemy for a, a World of Darkness game because you just have all these deep... Yes, we're going to be discussing the storytelling um, aspects of being immortal and having to feed on the innocent and then, boom, Roomba bursts in and decapitates the vampire from I'm just saying... In a modern day setting, you're not necessarily going to find a basement full of rats that easily. So instead I have a basement full of knife roombas. Yeah. Like, I also... Sorry, I, I love that as a death trap. <laughs> a pit opens and you find yourself in a room full of vampiric stabby to roombas. What's great though is that because it's a roomba... It can only really get to, like, your ankles. But your ankles will be is, so stabbed. The question is, if you get stabbed by Vampire Stabby the Roomba, do you become a vampire or do you become a Roomba? <laughs> and then I, do you get a knife or do you have to earn your knife among the Roomba pack? Roomba the knifing is the new um, Chronicles of Darkness game. Like, you can't say you wouldn't play it. <laughs> like I like logically you should probably become a vampire. But I do like you just transform into a Roomba over like you die and then three days later a Roomba like drives out of your corpse. And then joins the rest of the Roombas. Yeah, because nowhere in the rules does it say that the knife of Stabby the Roomba, because this does not exist in the rules as written, is impregnated with anything that would make you become a vampire. Yeah. It's got its own Roomba essence. This is a really weird vampire bloodline. 
Where Roomba? <laughs> like, yeah, to be fair, if vampires can be, if like machines can become mon- uh, vampires, it follows that, yeah, they can, like, you know, undergo the first change or awaken as mages or do the other, like, transforming into supernatural things. And I want to see Vampire Roomba, Werewolf Roomba, and Wizard Roomba going on an adventure. That would be the best party. Changeling Roomba that just occasionally turns into, like, the Mars Rover. (laughs) Being the only other robot I can think of that people have pack-bonded with. (laughs) Yeah, like, do you know Promethean? Uh... Don't think so. It's basically it's um, Frankenstein, those kind of ideas. You're an artificial human, and everyone okay. hates you because as an artificial human, you're unnaturally wrong. And I like the idea of a art of like a Roomba version of that, which is somehow more artificial than other Roombas, in some abstract manner. The other Roombas all grew their own knives. <laughs> this one had to have one duct taped on. <laughs> Stabby is the outlier he is he is the outcast of Roomba society and that's why he drinks vampire blood and become starts this vampire invasion exactly <laughs> yeah it's a perfectly straightforward pencil <laughs> this this is the next um big release for world of darkness is the Roomba invasion <laughs> <laughs> like they're releasing it's called the Contagion Chronicles, and the idea is there's going to be this big supernatural threat that all the other supernatural races have to, like, team up to fight. And I hope it is Knife Roombas. All hail Lord Stabby. But yes. <laughs> um, there, was, there were other things I was going to say, but I'm not sure I can top Army of Knife Roombas invading the World of Darkness. It yeah. does raise a lot of questions about kind of what is it in vampire blood that brings mm. just just gives life? Mm. Like I do... like I'm assuming that Mandrake in this context is screamy baby sentient plant rather it's than yeah, it's essentially rather than just a, a thing with a weird root. It's essentially yeah a vampirized plant. So yeah, it's a plant that is sort of animals and drinks blood and what have you. So, the question is, what is it in Vampire Blood that animates? And how like, come And how come it can bring things to life to that extent, but vampires no. still have all this weird shit going on? Yeah, like, I know that, um... Like, I know that in one of the later expansions for First Edition, um, gargoyles were inanimate objects like statues and stuff that have been anointed with vampire blood so it does seem it just gives life of and life to whatever you pour vampire blood on then why are vampires like that they're just dicks like i have sort of a setting idea i have been discussing is like Essentially, the undead as things that are more alive than normal living things, because you know they are they are mo- moving around. They are very hard to kill. They live forever. Like mm. they tend to operate on sort of 
because with vampires, their main thing is hunger, so they tend to operate on more kind of primal motivations than like humans do. So I have always liked the idea of the undead actually being people who have too much life energy and are just kind of more alive than everyone else. Which would sort of make sense if vampire blood just animates anything you splash it on. Which does give me an, an interesting idea for a campaign, actually. Hmm. Where basically, you know, a vampire's been killed, there's blood everywhere, sort of Dracula dead and loving it style. So now there's just everything in this room <laughs> is now animated hmm. and running around. Like, furniture, <laughs> tests. Like... Oh, God, yeah, vampire I... microbes. <laughs> Every time... What vampire... happens if vampire blood gets on a mushroom? <laughs> like, I think be some kind of ritual, like, in the rules written. But I do like to... That, and yeah, literally touches vampire blood. You just end up with this really fucked-up version of Beauty and the Beast. I mean, Beauty and the Beast is already pretty fucked up. It's like, hey kids, let strangers into your house or you might get cursed. <laughs> yeah. Let strangers into your house or you might become a vampire and turn all your furniture into mini vampires. Like, presume it seems everything animated by vampire blood becomes a vampire, so you just have a table with big fangs. I mean, that's an aesthetic I can get behind. But it would raise an interesting challenge for hunters, though. Like, mm. you have to kill this vampire bloodlessly. Yeah. But also, you can't just suffocate or poison it. And you can't go all Dexter with, like, big plastic sheeting everywhere because that's going to come alive if you get vampire blood on it. You'd have to invent some sort of, like, Meat hole punch. Welcome, welcome to the ancient society of monster hunters. Here's your meat hole punch. Yeah. I'm... Firstly, that's a very unpleasant word. And secondly... <laughs> oh, that's going in the title. <laughs> yeah, secondly, I just... Yeah, this is... Like, just, you could have vampire blood as in kind of like a jar, as like a sort of bomb you throw at people and it just animates everything around them. It seems like a short-term solution, but I enjoy it. Like, yeah. Yeah, like, sort of, just, you just have a, like, hose of vampire blood you shoot at things to animate them. That seems impractical. Can we go for a blood super soaker instead? <laughs> how to make your um, water it's pistol fight... It's just more targeting, you know? Yeah, how to make your water pistol fight suddenly ten times more exciting. Well, especially because, you know, you've got a limited time for that to actually work. Because if you leave it too long, it's going to just be like a water pistol full of a giant scab. Or an animated water pistol. That is the issue, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. It's like that riddle about the acid that burns through everything. Hmm. And the answer is you store it in vampire blood so it comes to life and refuses to burn people. Yeah. 
Yeah. The other idea I was thinking of is if machines are to some extent alive, that kind of like I was thinking about can you have reincarnation in a setting with machine machines alive and then your past incarnation was a Roomba? I don't see why not. Yeah, because if they can be affected by souls, like if they be affected by things that fuck with souls. But yeah, so your past incarnation was the previous stabby the Roomba, and now only you can stop the army of vampire knife Roombas. See, that's not where I thought you were going. I thought it was going to be stabby as some sort of Roomba Dalai Lama. <laughs> Every generation, stabby is reborn. Or you just go to, like, toaster hell. <laughs> Which, I don't know what that would be like. It's just a pile of sad toasters. You just have, like, the demons who are have to spend eternity torturing, like, toasters and iPods. And then more... That, that like there is a that you can go to toaster hell and just find all of the evil toasters who are being punished for eternity. But could you also do like a harrowing of hell thing where like you go down <laughs> and you get all of the good toasters who like they didn't believe in toaster Jesus, but they were good people, so you go down and get them to take them to toaster heaven. <laughs> My new character concept is toaster Jesus. <laughs> Which implies toaster God. He's got four slots and a bagel setting. <laughs> but yeah, you, you are informed that you are toaster Jesus, and as the Roombas bring about the apocalypse, you need to rescue all the um, good, good um, toasters from hell. I just want to say Toaster Satan is 100% one of those really slow conveyor belt ones. <laughs> I just really hate those. Fair enough. This is... Yeah, I just, I just love the idea of just, just this whole supernatural world that consists of toasters and iPods and Roombas and stuff. And no one knows about it because it's weird. But yeah, you do have Toaster Jesus and Toaster Satan and iPod angels and what have you running around. They just only interact with assorted gadgets. Well, because angels have to be Apple, Apple products. Because <laughs> they've got all the eyes. I see what you did there. I don't approve. <laughs> the podcast is cancelled, but I see what you did there. This is becoming a thing. It is. <laughs> Shall we move on to questions before I make more terrible puns? Possibly. We now have merch available. Go to redbubble.com forward slash people forward slash probably bad to see what we've got in stock. I feel that was a good finishing line. So, first... <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes, our first question comes via email. You can email us at probablybadpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, this is from Justin, who says, How do you get your players to act more on character knowledge versus player knowledge? 
I play with a group who use these two things interchangeably, even though it doesn't work like that. So the legitimate answer is firstly just just talk to them. Just say that, hey, you're metagaming a bit, could you dial that down a bit? Uh the slightly slightly more dickish, but still not that dickish one. No, not dickish, it's just like if you change things a bit from how they normally work, like you have Medusas aren't affected by their gaze, or like you replace some of the vampire weaknesses with the more folkloric um, aren't affected by, uh, have to count seeds when they crop seed them or something, or that they need to be recharged because they're Roomba. And if you do those kind of things, it sort of will hopefully shake them from kind of, yes, I know this out of universe, and so I know already what to do. The least legitimate answer is just refuse to tell them what RPG they're playing. They just sit down, and then, like, they start rolling dice, and you refuse to tell them any context for what's happening, which will stop any out-of-player knowledge, out-of-character knowledge. Have you considered making an entirely new setting and only giving them information that is immediately relevant to their backstories? Or just have a trap go off every time they use out-of-character knowledge? Just in the middle of the forest, they're like, yes, we should go this way. But their character wouldn't know that, so now they're hanging from a tree in one of those hunting trap rope things. Have, like, a powerful cosmic being that can sense when people are acting out of character because it's multidimensional. And every time they act um, act on meta-knowledge, just this Odd. challenge rating 21 powerful archangel shows up and just, like, hits them. Or just like a slap across the face. Yeah, nope. Like, have an inevitable who sort of is, is um, the Lord they do is distinguishing between in-universe and out-of-universe. Actually, fuck, that might be a good idea. Like, not here, because it's just incredibly vindictive. But like, an inevitable whose job is to track down and punish people who are doing metagame shenanigans because they're refusing to follow the um, laws of the universe. So, I have an idea. You've heard the phrase slap on the wrist. It's just like a minor punishment for something. First you buy a large collection of slap bracelets. Every time one of your players acts on knowledge the character wouldn't have, you slap a bracelet onto them. If they get five bracelets, their character dies. I feel we've successfully, like, started a war in this particular um, gaming group. <laughs> yes, next question. Yeah, I like I, think, I, think, I like how there was just silence as a response to that. Like, okay, moving on. Like, you know, there's not much you could like add to it. Um, you know, <laughs> every time they get when they get five bracelets instead of their character dies, you just slap them in the face. Like, with a with your hand or with a slap bracelet, <laughs> like get an extra long one to just wrap around their head. Yeah, 
like you just slowly mummified him with strap bracelets over the course of the um game. I don't know why it's not really benefiting you in any way, but it'll put them off doing it. <laughs> I guess, yeah. And like, <laughs> if they do, you could just keep the strap bracelet mummy like in the corner as a warning to future gaming groups. Wait, are we saying that we mummify them in slap bracelets and just let them die in their new tomb? <laughs> yeah. Um, also, <laughs> I can't see the name of the person who asked the second question. Uh, I, th I think it was anonymous and I just forgot to put that. Fair enough. Okay, so the second question is anonymous. Um, so I've been considering doing something like the players are trapped in this Victorian mansion, they have to kill each other because only one can escape, but I'm not sure if it should be closer to live roll or tabletop. PD, thinking about adding vampires. So I think either way is an issue because if you did it as a lap, you wouldn't be able to sort of keep an eye on what's going on that well. I'm led to believe LARPs are much more player-driven than than this sounds. This sounds very kind of... I mean, it sounds like the game Betrayal at House on the Hill. Yeah, so you could do LARP if the players didn't know that they were going to be trapped in a mansion and had to kill each other before it started. So what I'm saying is a Saw movie. But an, a much nicer decorated Saw movie. Yeah. Like, I think I would probably go with an online an online way of doing this. Um, yeah, Paper suggested different voice channels for different rooms. So it'll stop the tabletop problem of, you know, I say I'm going to the kitchen and obviously now everyone around the tabletop knows I'm in the kitchen. Even if their players don't, but it also still means that you can have a bit more control over things. Yeah, because it's a lot easier to hop between like Discord voice channels than it is between actual rooms. But yes, I. I'm also kind of curious what the scenario for this is, where it can happen with or without vampires. Like, I mean, vampires are like salt in RPGs. Any camp, any adventure will be improved if you add some vampires. That's true, but, like, the first part of the question makes me think, kind of, and then there were none, or Betrayal at House on the Hill. Mm. But yeah. adding, the, adding the vampires, I'm not sure. Yeah, like, it's I feel... Too many, it's too many factors. Yeah, I think... So presumably there's some kind of, like, you know, Jigsaw-style murderer who is doing the ha, you're captured and only one of you can escape. And, yeah, I don't think necessarily adding more threats is a good idea, because there's... Yeah, yeah, so yeah, if there is this big, presumably outside the mansion and watching through cameras or in a safe room or some other way, you can't just go and track them down and stab them villain who's making them fight to death 
yeah, I'm not sure it's a good idea to add a bunch of new threats. Mm. It doesn't necessarily make huge sense in universe and out of universe. It's just it's a lot to run. It just sort of takes away from the main role. Unless I suppose you had friendly vampires who were like the kind of good ending is you find a friendly vampires who help you out the mansion. Plot twist, all of the characters are vampires. Yeah, I, actually, I guess that could work. This is I a vampire-heavy episode. There's a lot of, vampires are cool. True. But yeah, I guess the other, the other way it could work, I suppose, if it's a kind of... You're trapped in the mansion by some kind of threat. And I don't know how you would do the equivalent of the there's only one parachute thing, but something like that. There's only one... Say there's a, the safe room can only accommodate one person or something. The safe room thing could work if there's a, if there is an outside threat, yeah, that you know is coming, and you can't leave. Yeah, then there's basically one of you can survive. Have at it. Yeah, like that's the other way of doing it. In which case, you could have, I guess, vampires as the threat outside. Hmm. But yeah, this has got to an actual discussion on how to run a game. I feel we need to, like, you know, suggest, oh, so you slap the your players. The mansion is made of cheese. <laughs> Add vampires. And they're all lactose intolerant. <laughs> Dude, were we expecting them to eat the mansion otherwise? You never it... know. This oh, is currently bad RPG ideas. You <laughs> never know. Like, or I guess it could just be to taunt them, I suppose. <laughs> the mansion is cheese and they're all lactose intolerant. Sounds like a really low-effort Black Mirror episode. <laughs> in the future, everyone lives in cheese mansions. But yeah, so... Yeah, I would suggest, I would suggest running the game on Discord or other online things. Yeah, I think Discord would be a good choice because you can have that multiple voice channels very easily. Hmm. Uh, also, make the mansion out of cheese just to get our brand going. Yeah. Right. So, How... I think that's everything that we have yeah. for today. Um, if you have a question, you can send it to us on Tumblr, uh, probably bad RPG ideas, or Email probablybadpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you to Nick Blake for editing. If you want to support us, you can um, go to patreon.com slash probablybadrpgideas. And we have, I think we have a decent amount of, of bonus content at the moment. If, yeah. you, if you donate at the £5 or dollar level, um, we have bonus episodes. In which we play Feast of Legends, the Wendy's RPG. There will be other bonus episodes once we finish that game. Um, at 10, you also get homebrew content, such as Meta Ghosts. Or you can just chuck us a pound a month and get onto our Discord server. And give us a pound a month. And get the warm fuzzies. Um, you can support us without money by leaving a review or a rating on wherever you're listening to this or follow us on Twitter or Tumblr or Facebook 
we're on all of those now. And remember, remember to have, to have a, a probably, probably bad, bad day. day.